0: Greetings and salutations. Welcome to this week's edition of Alaska Watch. I am your host, Beans Baxter, fresh off the boat, returned from my trip to the mysterious area A. I um, took a trip out there with my, my good friend Rob Roy Menzies, uh, the owner of the property, and a couple of his friends. And we had a very good time, uh, enjoyed ourselves, and um, got the uh, cabin closed up for the winter and just in the nick of time too. I woke up this morning, looked out my window, and saw snow coming down. Uh, it's too warm for it to stick, but uh, it's still, it's been snowing for a few hours today. Here where I live on the uh, peninsula, we usually don't get our first real snow until about Halloween, but uh, it's a little early this year. It got real cold real quick, so um, it's kind of uh The signaling the end of summer, I guess. I was hoping I can get out a couple more times and, uh, you know, spend a little bit more time in the woods before real winter hits. Um, We'll see. I don't have any more overnight camping trips planned. I think it's just going to be getting too cold at night for me. I'm a fair weather camper for the most part. But uh, hoping uh, the serious snow doesn't come for a while and I still get at least a couple of days uh, out in the woods hanging out. So, uh, that being said, I've got some really cool content uh, for the show today. I think you guys are really going to like this. This is a really cool encounter. Uh, I met a gentleman on my trip to Area A. He is a friend, and um, I believe it's stated in the in the interview, a um, neighbor of the owner of Area A. And uh, he came along on this trip, and uh, we have a lot in common. He's a former... Uh, Army veteran, he's a retired law enforcement officer, so uh, I really enjoyed talking to him, and him and uh, the owner had met and uh, started hanging out, and it comes to to, to be discovered that uh, this gentleman, uh, Reed, has also uh, had some uh, Bigfoot encounters, some Sasquatch knowledge uh, that uh, he's been sitting on for a few years. And uh, he decided to uh, share that with us for the show. So uh, he was gracious enough to let me record it and uh, share it with you guys. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. And uh, we'll get into that just here in a little bit. Uh, First, I wanted to uh, give some notes. And uh, I got to give a shout out to Manscaped. Uh, As you guys know, they are the new sponsor of the Alaska Watch podcast. Uh, I'm serious, guys. If any of you guys are out there and you're looking for some new uh, hygiene products, a new body hair shaver, nose hair trimmer, anything like that, uh, you need to give them a. Uh, you need to check them out on Manscaped.com. Uh, they've got some good good equipment out there. They've got some stuff that uh, can really help you out in the bathroom when it's time to shave. Ladies, if uh, your man's birthday's coming up or, you know, even Christmas is coming up, it's going to be here before you know it, head over to Manscaped, look around, see if there's anything out there that you think uh, your man would enjoy. And uh, use the code BEANS, B-E-A-N-S. You use my code, you get 20% off and free shipping. That's at manscaped.com. Head over there, buy yourself or your loved one something nice, use the code BEANS, B-E-A-N-S get 20% off and free shipping and it helps me help support the show and uh, you'll get something really nice out of it too. You know, they've sent me some, some of their uh, products to use and I really enjoy it. I use them on a regular basis now and uh, I'm converted. I think they're going to make, they're going to remain in my shopping cart uh, for a while now. I'm really happy with what they've sent me. So give them a try. Anyway, uh, let's get back to Alaska Watch and all things cryptid in the great state of Alaska. So uh, we're sitting around the cabin and, uh, you know, we're having a little powwow. We're talking, we're getting to know each other, um, me and and, and the new guy, Reed, here. And uh, he starts to share his encounter. So I whip out my uh, recorder and I start uh, recording it. And uh, we're just going to get into it. You know, I I think it's... um, I think it's a pretty fascinating encounter. It's it's very um, detailed, and you know I wouldn't expect anything less from a military law enforcement guy to uh, share his encounter like this. So uh, anyway, just a little bit of a warning before we get started. Uh, I know you know there is a language warning on the show. Uh, there's an explicit warning on the show uh, all the time, and I don't really cuss a whole lot, but uh, there is some strong language in this encounter. So just FYI. And uh, I just didn't feel right bleeping it out or, or cutting it out. I wanted it to remain true and, and kind of raw. So uh, I left it in. <clears throat> and like I said, it was, it's a bunch of guys. We're sitting around a cabin, and you know we're all prior military, law enforcement, that ilk. So uh, there's, there's going to be some strong language in here, uh, just to FYI, before we get started. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into Reed's Encounter. All right, so we're here with... Reed, we're in Area A at the cabin, and we're just all kind of sitting around and uh, talking and having a little conference here, and uh, Reed's got an encounter that he wants to tell us about. So I'm going to just let Reed take it away, and I'm going to put the recorder over here by him. Okay,
1: so I'm going to look at you like I'm telling you the story. So so it was... uh, the winter, I'm going to say, probably February, March of 1996. South Rainier training area at Fort Lewis, Washington. Um, if you've ever been there, uh, the cloud cover, the ceiling is about 300 feet. It's constant rain. And at night, uh, night vision does not work. Uh, it just, there's there's no starlight. There's nothing for it to pick up. And so we're doing... Uh, I was in the Ranger Battalion out there at the time, and we're doing uh, what we call a Suck-X. So most of our missions were you fly in, you hit them, and you fly out nice and quick. But every once in a while, our commanders would get a hard-on and say, okay, guess what, we're going to do some Vietnam movement contact. We're going to be out in the training area for six days um, and it's going to be rucksacks, road marches, overland movements st- and your, you know, you sleep in your patrol base. So, and then they got a big bang out of it because the rest of us just hated that shit. So, um, we are on a movement and it may, it had to be about day three or day four. We're all soaking wet. I was, a. uh. uh m60 gunner at the time we hadn't gone to the 240 gulfs yet and i was sitting at the apex of a patrol base patrol patrol bases triangular shaped with your command position in the middle and it depends on the terrain how far those uh angles of the apexes of the triangle are going to be the patrol base that's where you put your machine guns and on any given night i mean it could be 30 meters between or it could be 30 feet between because in the Southern near training area, um, it's covered in, in, uh, ferns and moss. So when you lay down in your position, you disappear. So anyway, we're very close. Um, and me and my, uh, assistant gunner, we'll call him Jeff, we were sitting in our position, probably two in the morning, three in the morning. Both of us are just sitting there dipping Copenhagen. Our fingers are wet and numb and um you can't see shit anyway. And we weren't expecting anybody <laughs> we weren't expecting anybody to uh attack us or any op four. And um all of a sudden you could hear it started out slow or quiet and then it just started rushing and pretty soon you could hear the the feet, the footsteps of some object running. Now it was off to my right in between my position and the next position to my right. And I asked Jeff, I'm like, do you hear that? And he goes, yeah, I can't see it. It was too dark. He was fumbling around for his nods, his night optic. And uh, I mean, you could hear the thing breathing, you could smell it, was the one thing, because it's so damp out there, all it smells like, it smells like a greenhouse almost. And it, this thing smelled so foul, like it had rolled in garbage and something dead and body odor. Um, and the thing I remember the most is actually almost feeling the footsteps, when he was running, because they were boom, 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 boom. Came right through our patrol base. Guys started yelling. Now, we're supposed to, we're on no light, no noise. You know, like we're on a combat mission. And so guys are, are yelling and, you know, everybody's going, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then you hear the lieutenant and the PL and the platoon sergeant. They're going, what the mother fuck? And all we had were blanks. We didn't have any live ammo. And it went through the patrol base, went, almost stepped on our platoon leader, and it went through the other side of the patrol base, and it grabbed two trees and started shaking them. Now, he wasn't knocking on them, but you could hear the violence of the, he was just going back and forth, and he let out two bellers that still make my skin crawl thinking about it. Um, and yeah it just just guttural you could almost hear like the saliva gurgling in him and he was that close and it was that dead quiet it was so dense and then he took off running now then the our squad leader everybody, when everybody kind of gathered their wits about him the squad leaders came around and they're like everybody okay everybody okay and Alright, let's go to white light, meaning we bring out our flashlights, we're making sure all our gear and everything is accounted. And uh nobody's really talking about it. There's small whispers, Do you hear that. I mean and guys are talking back and forth. Well all of a sudden we we change our our uh radios to the company radio to see if anybody else is getting it and The platoon next to us, which next to us is a click away, started yelling towards us, saying, you know, hey, I'm not going to give out call signs, but hey, uh, you guys, we're getting probed by something. And I don't know, it seems like it's human. Um, We can hear it crawling up. We can hear it grunting. um, Then it'll take off running away, and then it'll try another angle. And that was all on the same night. Um, RPL, I don't know if he confirmed or anything on the radio to the next platoon over, but I know the next day, training was done, we were gone. Because we were miles from a road. There wouldn't be anybody wandering out there. Um, And we got airlifted out, and we're cleaning weapons, and our lieutenant comes up, and he pokes his head in, and... He's like, did you guys, anybody see what ran through us? And we, we said, no, it was too dark, but we heard it. We told, shared our sides of the story. And he goes, that motherfucker almost stepped on me. And he said, all I know is he was on two feet. Prior to this, I never experienced anything that And I spent a lot of time in the Boundary Waters in Minnesota, and that's the most remote you can get there. Never seen any, never heard anything howl like that. I've heard howler monkeys. I've heard screech owls. I've heard bobcats. Um, Even a rabbit in a trap makes a certain noise. I've never heard anything like that. So then I got out of the service and moved on uh to my next great thing. I moved back home to Minnesota, and I've spent the last twenty years in Minnesota and twenty years of deer hunting, camping um trapping cross country skiing, and never encountered anything hours, countless hours out in the deer stand and i didn't I've never heard a roar like that or Encounter a smell like that, and I've shot bear, and this the stench was 10 times worse. And I, yeah, I've never had an encounter, so I just thought, okay, that's my isolated Sasquatch story. Um, some other guys had revealed some other stories that they had um, in personal experiences, like my squad leader, my team leader came up here. I'm not going to put that one on record because that's hearsay but he had an experience up here in Alaska doing um, uh, winter mountain survival with First Special Forces Group, Uh, and they were a team, and they ended up ending their training early to get extracted because it had gotten so intrusive. And he had pictures, and I got to see those. Of course, that's before cell phones and everything. That was all film. But I moved out here in April, Started doing a lot of hiking in late May and especially into June and into July when my son came up. And we were doing the Eagle River Loop, and that's down at the Wilderness Center at at the yeah at the end of that Eagle River Road. I think it is. I'm not sure. I'm still pretty new. So we're doing the big long trek that goes out to Dumont or yeah. Dumont Lake on the far east. And we're going along. We started the trek at about three o'clock in the afternoon knowing that we wouldn't get to Echo Rapids until late in the evening. We're gonna set up camp and um, spend the night out there and then hike the rest of the way back. So uneventful, walk all the way out. We get to the lake. We're in this overwatch looking down at the lake. We're eating. Look down. Um, the lake is crystal clear. My son and I were talking about it. Uh, you could see the bottom in the middle. Um, it was uh, it was my understanding that there's no fish in the lake because it's not stocked and it's you know natural mountain spring. It probably freezes through anyway. We come. We eat a little bit and then we're coming down off the overlook and we get down towards the base. Um, and now we're right even with the lake where I, you can kind of see the lake through the trees while we were walking. And I hear this large kaplush <laughs> in the lake. And I stop, my son looked at me, and I'm like, "This, that's weird. And he goes, yeah, it sounded like, like a rock. And nothing really, because Sasquatch was so far from my even thought process at that point. I was just like, okay, that's yeah. And we kept walking. Now, mind you, we're at that point, we're probably five miles from the wilderness center. So we haven't seen a soul out there since we started the walk because it's not a trail that people just go on all the time. And um, so we keep moving. And then I hear a whistle. Now it's a short whistle. It's a shrill one. It's just a I can't do it, but it's a whoop kind of whistle. But we were walking, I stopped, I listened, I didn't hear anything anymore, and I just wrote that off as maybe I heard it, maybe I didn't. Now having everything that transpired after, I'm pretty sure I was hearing what I was hearing. So then we stopped, my son was policing up some um, some moss, some of that old man's beard, for our campfire and we're just kind of taking a break and i hear a thud on the ground and it was heavy it it was like something jumped out of a tree and landed it was just a even to where my son got up and he goes what the fuck was that and my son is 18 He goes, what the fuck was that and i said i i don't know But it was coming off my left side where the lake was. We're not that far from the lake yet. I said, and he said, I think I've got enough. And I just kept looking over. Now my Spidey, my law enforcement and ranger senses are kicking off. I think somebody's fucking with us. And so I start constantly looking over my shoulder behind me and having my son walk ahead. And then we're almost to... Uh, echo rapids and it's kind of quiet it's really thick and lush and green and I hear this freight train to now it's on the right hand side running and it's running past us and I get this attention of my son I'm like hey you ever have to stop 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 he stops and then we heard about four or five footsteps boom 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 and it stopped and at this point it would be we would be face to face with it and we can't see it I didn't see anything move but at this point my son is kind of he's starting to come unraveled now I thought it was a bear or but my son asked he's like what do you think it was I said well if it was a bear it would have came right up on us. It wouldn't just stop somewhere and look at us. Now we had bear spray, and I had a Glock 17 with. And we get to the where the camp spot is on the river, looking around, people had stacked wood and there, We were looking at spots where you could see tents were set up. Okay, there's no roots there. And I was looking at something, and I looked up, and just out of the corner of my eye, now if your nose is at 12 o'clock and your ears are at 3 and 9, respectively, at about 2.30, something black and upright walked up and went right behind a tree and stopped. And it was jet black against the green Uh, the green background I drew my Glock 17 I said okay enough and I started walking over there my son says no dad dad let's just go we're not gonna camp here let's just go and we started heading back to the truck now that's just giving me the goosebumps because the fear in his eyes I can see it we start heading back we covered that last say two miles with packs on her back in about fifteen fucking minutes. We get back to the visitor center and there isn't another car out there. It's midnight at this point, just so you guys know. Um there isn't another car out there.
2: And loop from the other direction.
1: Yeah, in the loop from the other direction, they, there's no way anybody could have outran us. Six miles
2: compared to your four miles.
1: Yeah. So, and that, that loop in the other direction, that goes up into the mountain and comes back down. So we had pretty much basic flat. We could haul ass.
2: Some of the things that we should point out is that when he's talking about the, the, range, the mission that the Rangers were on when they're bedded down, it's noise and light discipline. You know that. Yeah. Beans, you, you're, you're an Army guy too. Noise and light discipline. There's no freaking lights out there there's no noise out there until we say otherwise. Yeah, And the other thing that should be pointed out is that um, Reed has been law enforcement for 20 years. This is not some guy that just, you know, is willy-nilly talking about this stuff and, and uh, uh, you know, I, I just think there's not many more people that are credible than probably you and I. I mean, Army guys... Military guys
1: are pretty critical, I think. So yeah, for the most part. Uh, and yeah. the, one, the one thing that I always prided myself on, too, is, and my grandpa taught me this, is you can lie in poker, you can lie about how cute your ugly girlfriend is, but you do not lie to anybody about what you encounter in the woods. And he said this, he goes, if you, if you ever exaggerate a story about something happening in the woods or you lie, I'll never trust you again. And my grandpa was, I respected him a lot. So it it didn't matter. I'm not, yeah, I'm not benefiting off of any of this. These are my two personal experiences it's, that it's i had. It's funny
2: because uh, Reed and I went on our first Moose Hunt together. And he, Reed is a neighbor of mine. He's just uh, like a new neighbor. Within the last two months, he moved in, right? Yep. And I was so hesitant about telling him about what's going on out here because I wanted to invite him to come out here. But I didn't want to tell him about what's going on out here because... I, I don't want people to think that I'm a nutcase. And as soon as I told him my, you know, some of the stuff that was going on out here, he started talking to me about the stuff that he had experienced. And it's pretty amazing that, because uh, a normal person that I would talk to would be, um, I think, pretty reluctant to believe anything that I had you know, I would tell them in even being with my career and what my job and what i do but um uh having a fellow army guy that especially a ranger and a guy that's uh retired law enforcement is, is freaking huge to me and yeah. for him to come up come right in and start telling you know the, the stuff that ha- happened to him i was like okay we're kind of the same cloth you yeah. know what i mean and uh not that it makes us more believable, but I think that with our backgrounds, it sort of does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well,
0: I, I would always tell the
2: attorneys when I go into
0: court um, for, like, jury duty or something, because we'd still have to go in and talk to yeah. them, you know, and they would say, well, is there any reason why we shouldn't? And I would say, well, I'll, I'll always believe what the police officer says over what anybody else does.
2: Yeah. Just because, you know. There you go.
0: Yeah. Right there, that guy. Yeah. So that's, and you, you know, I mean yeah and, uh, i've always i've always told them that and uh, never had to serve them three either so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah reed thank you so much for sharing man yeah I appreciate that those are, some, those are some awesome stories and um, support for the Alaska watch podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, Alaska Watch listeners. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BEANS, B E A N S, at manscaped.com. So, guys, I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and the details of the 4.0 are next level. They've engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. And did I mention the wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Guys, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. Nobody wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. It's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped and make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BEANS, B-E-A-N-S, at manscape.com. Your balls will thank you. All right, a big thank you to Reed for sharing your encounter. I know uh, sometimes that can be hard coming forward and uh, sharing an encounter like that publicly, but uh, I really appreciate it, and I bet the listeners are just going to love this one. And, you know, it kind of occurred to me when I was listening to it, I feel like, I might have heard bits and pieces of that encounter before from different perspectives, like maybe other soldiers that were there had come forward and, and, and given their sides of that account. I don't know. It just, it sounded familiar, but not super familiar. Kind of like, um, like I said, like maybe I've heard bits and pieces of that encounter before, but maybe not necessarily that particular piece. So there may be some encounters floating around from that, That incident uh, From different witnesses Sounds like there were multiple people there And one thing that kind of struck me Is when he was talking about it Shaking the trees uh, That really struck a chord with me And reminded me of an encounter I had uh, Relayed to me From a year or two ago Where uh, some people in a kayak Had come around a bend And had seen one standing on the shore And it grabbed a couple of trees And started shaking them Kind of like an intimidation behavior So that was, uh, it's always interesting when you hear things like that, that kind of, uh, collaborate, uh, behavior that's, that's been relayed from other encounters. I always find that fascinating. So yeah, uh, great, great encounter story, uh, and, and enjoyed them both. Um, kind of, kind of disappointed. I had never heard, uh, apparently after he got done. So after we got done telling us his encounter story, uh, at the Eagle river nature trail there. Uh, one of the uh, other gentlemen that was there, I can't remember if it was Rob Roy or the owner of Area A, uh, piped up and said, yeah, I heard, I've heard uh, of another encounter that happened in that same area. And I, I was kind of um, disappointed because I had never heard of that. And I thought, man, if I'd have known that, I would have been checking that place out. And, of course, here we are on the cusp of winter, so I'm not going to get out there this year probably, but uh, I would love to, uh, I'm going to put that on the list for next year, I think, uh, to go out there and spend some time so hopefully that happens next year. I can get out there. Also, I wanted to mention, um, I've got a video, uh, that should be dropping very soon on the YouTube channel on the Alaska watch YouTube channel of, um, Rob Roy and I and our adventures in area a there and what we did this last trip. Uh, we actually cast a track and without spoiling it, without telling you what happened. Um, I'd like you to go over watch the video and we kind of, um, Take you through from finding the track to casting it to analyzing the cast and uh, what our conclusions are, so you can head over there on the Alaska Watch YouTube channel and uh, watch that video. That should be dropping uh, very soon. And then uh, what else? Oh, crypticon <clears throat> I got crypticon coming up in November. Uh, I'm gonna have a vendor booth there, and I'm also going to be participating in a podcasters panel, which is gonna be like a Q and A. Type panel, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of great guests there. Uh, I think most of the cast of Finding Bigfoot is going to be there. I think Bobo had to cancel, but the rest of the cast should be there. Uh, Adam Davies is going to be there. Seth Breedlove is going to be there. Uh, I think some of the guys from that Mountain Monster show is going to be there. Um, man, I'm not sure who else is going to be there. I don't have the cast or the cast the uh, guest list in front of me. But, uh, yeah, that, that should be a good time if you want to hang out with me in Kentucky, uh, back to the motherland in uh, November. So uh, look up uh, Crypticon and check that out, see uh, who all's is going to be there. sounds like it's going to be a good time. And uh, I think that's it, guys. I think uh, I'm going to call it good there. And I appreciate you listening. Enjoy every, every interaction I get with you guys. Head over to the alaskwatchpodcast.com. And check out our store. Still got a couple of those uh, In Search of the Port Chatham Harry Man DVDs left. If you want to order one of those, I do have very limited quantities, like in the single digits. So um, make sure and get your copy soon if you want one. And, uh, you know, there's other things out there on the website that you can order that are really cool. T-shirts, stickers, and my book. All kinds of cool things. So um, every time uh, you head over there and buy something, it helps me out a little bit, uh, keeps me going, keeps me in fuel and food and uh, keeps me doing what I'm doing. And I guess uh, I just want to thank everybody for your support. And also, if you want to further support, you can uh, check out our sponsor, Manscaped. Uh, Head over to that, manscaped.com. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code BEANS. B-E-A-N-S at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code BEANS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, guys. So that's enough of that. I hope you enjoyed uh, Reed's Encounter. I can't thank him enough for coming on and uh, sharing it with us. And uh, you guys enjoy yourselves and enjoy your fall weather if you're having it wherever you're at. And uh, I'm going to stare out the window at the snow some more. So uh, have a good one.